Talk Recorded live. Jeremiah live Bible study. Remember, we use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. And as usual, we will give glory to God before we start our study in Jeremiah. Let's turn to Psalms 126 before we turn to Jeremiah chapter 44. Psalms 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord. As the streams in the south, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. As we can see in this Psalms 126, we can see, and it's amazing to me, it always amazes me the way that God works things out. Because this is just the opposite of what we're going to read in Jeremiah 44. So this is the way it should be for those people of Jerusalem and Judah and the remnant. This is what it should be. That they, their mouths should be filled with laughter and their tongues with singing. And the heathen will think highly of them. But as we will see in Jeremiah 44, it's going to be just the opposite. So, obviously, in Psalms 126, this is what happens when you are doing what God wants you to do. When you're doing the works of the kingdom. It's funny, I was listening to um, a pastor recently and the pastor was talking about problems Christians have. And it is interesting that he was saying, oh, it's great. Love the problems. Thank God for the problems. Rejoice in the problems. And, of course, he's taking the Bible, the New Testament, out of context. Okay, yes, when we are doing the works of the kingdom... And a problem arises, meaning that because of the work of the kingdom, people reject you, they rebuke you, they talk bad about you, um, you lose your job because they don't want Christians around, or um, whatever it may be, you know, or uh, in a relationship, you lose friends because they don't want Christian friends and they know you're a Christian, you know. Rejoice when that stuff happens because you were doing the works of God and you were not ashamed of Jesus Christ. And so those problems you rejoice in. But this pastor was talking about the other problems, you see. The problems of the flesh. Money problems, job problems, uh, problems with your kids, problems with your health, 
This has nothing to do with rejoicing in the Lord over your problems. <laughs> anyway, so the point is that as a Christian, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the only problems you're going to have is those from doing what God wants you to do. And other than that, you're not going to have problems, okay? And that's what this is talking about. You see, they're full of laughter, and they're singing, and they're happy because they were in captivity. And now they're not. And so that's the way it's supposed to be for Christians. We were in captivity to death because we were headed to the lake of fire. And as a Christian, you came out of death. You were set free from death as a Christian as long as you continue to follow Jesus Christ. So... That's what this is talking about, this Psalm 126. If you do what God wants you to do, he'll get you out of captivity. He'll take care of your problems having to do with the works of the kingdom. Now, let's turn to Jeremiah 44 and find out. I'm not sure if we're going to get through this whole chapter today. But let's find out what happens when you don't do what God wants you to do? For Christians, when you don't follow what Jesus told us to do, what he showed us to do. These are problems that you're going to have and you shouldn't have. Jeremiah 44. The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews which dwell in the land of Egypt. So, Let's remember what happened. Nebuchadnezzar had defeated Jerusalem, had set up a leader in Jerusalem to take care of the people, the remnant that were there. And everybody that was in Egypt and the remnant of of Judah, they all returned to Jerusalem because now they had a leader. This man that the Nebuchadnezzar had set up. What happened is the man was killed. And so when that happened, the remnant of Judah, including the military men, they went to Jeremiah and they said, Jeremiah, what should we do? What does God want us to do? Whatever God wants us to do, will do, whether it's good or bad, which of course tells you exactly what they think of God. So Jeremiah comes back and says to them, God says, stay here. Stay here. Live in the city. Go on the lands. Live here. And he'll protect you and nothing will happen to you and everything will be okay and you'll Live your lives and be happy. You'll be blessed. He'll take care of you. Everything will work out. But, and God had Jeremiah warn them, because God, of course, can read our minds. God had 
Jeremiah warned them, but if you choose to go to Egypt, then what's going to happen is trouble for you. So, Jeremiah told them that, and as we know, in 43, they told him that he was lying. God didn't tell them that they should stay in Jerusalem. God told God wants them to go to Egypt where they will be safe. <laughs> so Jeremiah went along with the remnant. Everybody went to Egypt. Okay, so this is interesting. Jeremiah went with them to Egypt. He didn't agree with them, but God wanted um, his prophet with his people, even when they were doing something wrong, okay, to be there, to tell them, to talk to them for God, okay? So that's what we're up to. So Jeremiah went with them. They ended up in Egypt. They all left uh, Jerusalem and back in Egypt and we're in um, so they spit in God's face the other thing that they said um, was that they didn't trust God okay so let's find out what Jeremiah 44 what God says to them okay Forty-four one. The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews which dwell in the land of Egypt. Okay, so this is just the Jews, meaning those connected to Jerusalem, that left Jerusalem that are in Egypt. Okay, that's this is to this particular group, which dwell at Migdal and at. Tapanes in at Noth, and in the country of Pathros, saying, okay, so God knows where you all went. You can think you can get away from him, but he knows every place, so they didn't all go to one place. That's what it's showing us there. And they went to all different areas, and they didn't as a group stay together. So God is letting us know, I know where you are. It doesn't matter where you go. I know. Two, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, ye have seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem. So, guess what? God's telling these people, you saw what I did. Did you not see what I did to Jerusalem? Um, ye have seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem and upon all the cities of Judah. And behold, this day they are a desolation and no man dwelleth therein. So I said Jerusalem would be a desolation, and it is a desolation. Three, because of their wickedness, which they have committed to provoke me to anger. So why did God destroy Jerusalem and the people and the way things were because of their wickedness. Christian, guess what? Same thing will happen to you. God doesn't want us being wicked in the name of God. You're going to have problems coming upon you 
because you're wicked in God's eyes. And he's saying, they provoked me to anger in that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods whom they knew not, neither they, ye, nor your fathers. So he's telling them their wickedness. They had other gods. They did things other ways. They burned other idols. I didn't teach them this, but this is what they were doing. And this is why they have problems. And finally, God destroyed the city and the nation of Judah. So, God's point is, as a Christian, guess what? If you're not doing what Jesus told us to do, then you're going to have problems. And ultimately, you're going to end up in the lake of fire, even though some churches tell you, once saved, always saved, not true. For, how be it, I sent unto you all my servants, the prophets. So God is telling these people, listen, my servants, including Jeremiah here, by the way, who is speaking to you now, I warned you through them. See, God has prophets. He has prophets in this time, Jeremiah's time. And he has prophets today. Sure enough, certain people, as Paul tells us in Ephesians 4, one of the offices of a believer can be a prophet or a prophetess. It's either male or female. God has prophets today in the Christian world. It has nothing to do with fortune-telling and telling people's future, I see you doing that. That's not what the prophets of God do. The prophets of God today and the prophetesses today warn Christians of the error of their way. So, God sent the prophets, early sending them, saying, oh, do not this an abominable thing I hate. So God doesn't, like, wipe you out after the first problem you have, the first thing you do, the first wickedness, okay? He doesn't wipe you out. He gives you a chance. He sends people to you. And Jeremiah went 40 years to Israel in Jerusalem uh, to warn them before God destroyed Jerusalem. See, God has a lot of patience. Five, but they hearkened not nor inclined their ear to turn from their wickedness to burn no incense unto other gods. But, no, they didn't listen to me. Wherefore my fury and my anger was poured forth and was kindled in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, and they are wasted and desolate at this day. So because they didn't do what God had warned them not to do, they had to stop worshiping idols. They had to stop doing what God is saying. You're worshiping other idols. You're worshiping other gods. You're burning incense. But they wouldn't listen. Forty years, Jeremiah warned them, and other prophets warned Israel. But they wouldn't listen. And so God's saying here in verse um, 6 that, guess what? I destroyed that city and that group. 7. 
Therefore, now, thus saith the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel. And when God uses his first, his full name, <laughs> see what it says here, um, says the Lord, which is Yahweh, Yahweh, the God of hosts, the God of Israel. Okay, so, you know, this has, um, just so you know, this is the full title. Wherefore, commit ye this great evil against your souls to cut off from you man and woman, child and suckling, out of Judah to leave you none to remain. So, Jeremiah is telling this remnant group, why do you want to die? Your children, you, your wives, because of going to Egypt. Why do you want to kill? Do you not remember what I did to Jerusalem? They're destroyed. See, God's giving them another chance. Oh, yeah, that's right. God warned them. They didn't listen. He warned us. We didn't listen. Wow, we better get back to Jerusalem. See, that's what's going on here. Jeremiah is telling them, why? Why do you want to die? You know it can happen. You know it's going to happen. It has happened to others that wouldn't listen. So, verse 8 says, In that ye provoke me unto wrath with the works of your hands, burning incense to other gods in the land of Egypt, whether ye be gone to dwell, that ye might cut yourselves off, and that ye might be a curse and a reproach among all the nations of the earth. So remember, we just read Psalms 126. And God took them out of captivity, you see. And they were happy, and they were rejoicing, and the nations around them were like, what kind of a God do you have? This is great. He's taking care of you. You see? That's the way it should be. But Jeremiah is saying, what's going to happen to you guys is that you're all going to be destroyed. And guess what? The nation around you, the Gentiles around you, is going to know it's because of you that they're in trouble and that their nation is having trouble. And they're not going to want anything to do with you because they're going to know that God is mad at you and that you've brought this upon them. So you're going to be a reproach. They don't want you in their country. You see? The difference, following God, doing what God says, you're happy and everybody is, the nations around are all seeing, wow, God is taking care of that person you see, versus not doing what God wants and then being a reproach to the people around you. An example of that would be a Christian. Now, Christians today, if you're doing what God wants, if you're doing, um, you know, the will of God, the works of the kingdom, you're following Jesus Christ, then what's going to happen is God's going to take care of you. An example for you would be me. I do the works of God. And because I do the works of God, God provides for me. Okay? 
He sends others to help me. He sends others to provide a place for me so that I can continue to do the work. Okay? I trust God. And, and so that's people around me, Christians and others, just say, wow, that's, that's great. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of trust, but they don't. Compare that to Christians that are not doing what the kingdom of heaven says. And they cheat, and they lie, and they swear, and they do flesh things, and they do all this stuff, and they have, they're not an example of the Holy Spirit at all. And the people that aren't Christians know these Christians, and they say, you're just like the world, you know, uh, there's no difference in you, even to the point of Christians are worse than the world because you can't trust them because they always are doing bad stuff, you see. It's the same thing. It's, it's awful, isn't it? I wouldn't go to a Christian. I wouldn't want a Christian working for me because they don't do a good job. Whatever, you know. Many things happen like that. Is that the way that people are supposed to be looking towards a Christian? No, but that's the way they look towards it. That's what God is saying here, okay? So, understand that Jeremiah is telling them why you want to be dead, why do you want your wives and children to be dead. You know what God is capable of, you see, and the nations around you are going to curse you. Nine. Jeremiah continues, Have ye forgotten the wickedness of your fathers and the wickedness of the kings of Judah and the wickedness of their wives and your own wickedness and the wickedness of your wives, which they have committed in the land of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem? So Jeremiah is saying to this group, Don't you know the wickedness? Do you remember what you all were doing? They are not humbled even unto this day. Neither have they feared nor walked in my law nor in my statutes that I set before you and before your fathers. So you don't fear God. You're not humbled, not at all. You don't walk in my law. You don't do the laws I told you to do. You don't care what I've told you to do, you see. See, for Christians, for Christians, Jesus showed us what to do. Jesus was our example. So I don't see very many Christians following the example, the true example of Jesus and what he showed us to do and what the apostles showed us to do. I don't see that. We're followers of Jesus Christ, but I don't see that in Christians today. They're in the world. They're a part of the world. They're definitely not doing what Jesus did or showed us to do. So it's the same thing. They didn't follow God's law. Christians don't follow the example of Jesus Christ. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, here's your punishment, okay? I will set my face against you for evil and to cut off all Judah. 
talking to these people here, okay, these people here that left Jerusalem when they asked God what to do and they went where he said not to, do, not to go, they went there. And he's saying, I'm your enemy now. And when God's your enemy, you're in big trouble. Christian, you're in big trouble when God's your enemy. And I will take the remnant of Judah that have set their faces to go in the land of Egypt to sojourn there, and they shall all be consumed and fall in the land of Egypt. They shall even be consumed by the sword, by the famine. They shall die from the least even to the greatest by the sword and by the famine, and they shall be an execration, which means an oath, and an astonishment, and a curse, and a reproach. You understand? When God's punishing you, you know it, even though you don't want to admit it. Like those problems people have. Do you have problems with your job, problems with your money, problems with your relationships, your kids, problems with your friends, problems with everyday life, problems with your health. You see, all of these problems is because you're under the curse of God. As a Christian, you're not supposed to be under the curse of God, but that's why all those things are happening to you because you're not doing what God wants you to do. Don't worry about any of that stuff. You repent, as Jesus told us, repent in Revelation, talking to the churches. Stop thinking the way you're thinking. Stop doing it. And just start doing what Jesus told you to do. That's all you have to do. Start doing what's right, and you'll be all set. Okay, so, and God won't be your enemy anymore. So, Understand that this is big time for Judah. Listen, you guys are in trouble big time. For 13, because listen to this part. For I will punish them that dwell in the land of Egypt as I have punished Jerusalem by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, so that none of the remnant of Judah which are gone into the land of Egypt to sojourn there shall escape or remain. So you think you got away with it, but you didn't. See, Christians think they get away with stuff, but they don't. And you, God will go after you either by the sword, which is by, you know, violence, okay, or famine is nothing to eat, starvation, hunger, okay, or pestilence, being bothered by things, okay? Those are all curses of God. You guys have any of that stuff going on? Mm-hmm. And what does it say? That they should return into the land of Judah to the which they have a desire to return to dwell there, for none shall return but such as shall escape. So, guess what? there is going to be some that escape. 
but most of you are going to die. And this is that they have a desire to return to dwell there. So those are the ones that shall escape. Then all the men which knew that their wives... Oh, I want to stop right there. I'm going to pick it up next time because that's we're going to find out what the answer of the humans is to God. All right? So if you've got a problem... It isn't a test from God. It's a punishment, okay? Unless the problem comes from doing the works of the kingdom, then it's to be joy, to rejoice in it. And that completes the study. Until next time, we'll pick it up. Jeremiah 44, 15. We'll find out what the people say to Jeremiah.